Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and Joyfully You Podcast is all about connecting with the inner child and creating a sense of safety and security, because when we feel secure in ourselves, we can create healthy relationships, we can pursue our dreams, and we feel at peace, right? And we are not here as humans just to have a positive, happy experience. We're here to have a full experience and experiencing the full spectrum of life. But what do we do when we have responses to our life circumstances and situations that are just so big and the emotional responses are so big and it derails us. And so I want to share a little uh, experience that I had and how I've kind of been navigating it. Um, I had a situation happen where it was a little comment that someone made that triggered me. And like, I want to talk about what a trigger is and what a trigger is not, you know, because that word is used a lot on social media and they use the word, a lot of people use the word triggered as a strong emotional response. Like I just, I really dislike that. And so people be like, oh my God, so triggered. But an actual, the actual form of like in definition of what it is to be triggered is that something happened that instantly puts you back into a, the the headspace of when the traumatic event happened. So it reawakens a traumatic event. Like this, you know, the most like dramatic um, example is is you know a soldier that comes home that hears the blades of the fan or something and thinks it's a helicopter and instantly goes into protection mode because his mind goes right back into that place of fight or flight of needing to protect itself and it feels like that sense of of like I need to feel safe because I feel in danger I feel afraid so if you've ever had a response that didn't quite justify what just happened a lot of the time that is Okay, like, if how do I say this? Maybe I'll just use my story. That's the best way. So I had this initial response where all of a sudden I wanted to cry and I was angry and I didn't understand why exactly I was so upset um, because I didn't realize that, that there was that one comment that awakened these feelings of being back in this relationship eight years ago. So... The person that I'm with now has not, is not anything like that person from eight years ago, but that feeling within me reawakened out of fear and protection to never let a situation like that happen. So all of my internal bells and alarms were going off, but I didn't realize what was happening. That is a trigger. When something happens that the response is so big that it puts you into a fight or flight mode and you don't quite understand it. If you've ever been super confused as to why you feel so strongly about something and it, it, it all of a sudden is reminding you of the past, then that's your that's like past traumatic experiences resurfacing. And this is the beautiful thing, ready? <laughs> this is there's a good thing here, okay? There's a there's silver linings. You know me. I'm always gonna find that silver lining and find paths for us to feel our best in order to heal, even when we have painful things that we're experiencing, okay? If it is resurfacing then at some level, you feel confident and safe enough to look at it, especially the things that like are the hardest and the most painful experiences, you know? And sometimes it's this memory that keeps popping up in your mind and you don't feel like there's any big emotional charge to it, but something within that memory created a belief that is being challenged right now in your present moment. So if, and a lot of this comes down to how we 
were responded to when we had needs as a child. So if as a child, so for me, I'm realizing like the, my own attachment styles and learning about ways to create like deep relationships and feel safe and feel heard is self-expression is very difficult for me. There's a reason why I'm so passionate about it, but I've reached this new level of intimacy in my relationship and that requires deeper levels of vulnerability. And so it's like we find our comfort zone or our outer edge. I like to call it like the upper limits, like our upper limits of what we think we're capable of and leaning into that even more. And so it challenged some of these um, internal traumas that haven't been healed. Like I thought I've healed this relationship and you know, but there's more layers because as I go to create deeper intimacy, any fears that are preventing that from, from me experiencing that any blocks that are there and any energetic and emotional blocks, like anything in my body that says it's not safe to get that close because what if you get hurt again? What if something happens? How are you going to protect yourself, right? And what that is, is the inner child. And the inner child is remembering a time where, like for me, anyways, it was this sense of like, you need to protect yourself. So you, it's really powerful to know what your, like your fear response is, like fight, flight, freeze, fawn, you know, fawn, like where the people pleasing side of us definitely fall into the fawn and the flight, you know, for all of you, like <laughs> I was thinking about it recently and it made me laugh, you know, and people are like, how did you travel so much? And I, and I was like thinking to myself as a joke, it's like, oh, well, my fear response is flight. So leaving the country was quite easy because I was escaping so many things I didn't know how to handle. Like I'm grateful for it. It was a blessing, right? You know, but there's a lot of times where I was traveling because that was the only way I knew how to create a sense of peace and safety because I didn't know how to create boundaries yet. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. So, so a lot of my self-love journey is learning how to stand up for myself, learning how to speak my mind. But the thing is, if you're someone that experiences deep emotions, you know, and you, you feel the, like it's, it's easy. You get your feelings hurt easily at times because you really care about what other people think about you. You know, that's, we're, recovering people pleasers. And so there's always going to be layers of that, of realizing, am I worrying what this person's thinking of me? What do I think of me in this? First, you know, what is, what is that actually bothering me? And what is that need that is not being met right now? And can I ask for it? What is it that I need? And sometimes a lot of the things that we need, we can actually be providing for ourselves, but we have focused on other people in our life to provide it for us when it's actually our job. You know, like our sense of safety and security when it comes from ourself and then we get to bring that into a relationship, the relationship um, is a lot more stable and is a lot healthier because you're not putting pressure on the other person to um, act or be a certain way in order to feel safe and secure, right? And yeah, there's a healthy dependability where you can depend on each other, you can lean on each other. Um, but for recovering people pleasers, codependency is really easy, especially for empaths, you know, where you're thinking. So like, it's really important for us to have time to reflect on what is happening within my own world, what is happening within my own mind, you know, um, because when different things start to come up, it's because they're ready to be healed. 
And so just, I guess, what is, what is it that I'm wanting to say is, you know, whenever you're confused about a response and it doesn't quite make sense to the context of what happened in, you know, a, a dynamic, it could be a trigger of a childhood memory that's resurfacing that puts your body to a fight or flight, especially if you've ever had anxiety where it's just like, woo, to the ceiling, your body was like, I do not feel safe. This is why I love meditation and journaling because meditation, especially guided meditation with music that still is like a little bit of stimulation, like silent meditation, boring, like unless I'm outside and there's birds, you know, whatever. But if you're just starting, it's important to have a guided meditation so you can relax and feel safe and guided versus just being alone within your own thoughts. You know, there's different levels of learning meditation. And then journaling is important because when you write it out, you see it differently. You you can't quite see the picture when you're standing in the frame. One thing that is super helpful when you're working through triggers, if you realize that you're so mad and you're so angry or you're so like hurt or like, you know, your walls are up and it's like a flared situation is taking time to process what the fuck is going on. Versus trying to have rash decisions or talk it out or get someone to give you some type of validation or response that you're looking for, learn to identify what is actually going on within me right now. What am I actually feeling? And sometimes it takes it takes a day or two or three or four or five days to be like, what is going on? And maybe you got to reach out to a therapist. Maybe you got to reach out to a coach. Maybe you got to call a friend, right? I highly recommend opening a journal and just writing it all out and allowing your frustrations to be let out on the page so you're not bringing anger into your relationships when it is not actually directed towards them because sometimes we have so much anger or hurt about something because it's a hurt that's from a long time ago it doesn't even have anything to do with the current relationship it just reminds you of that so it inflames it it like enlarges that emotion all over again and your body doesn't uh, recognize that this is a different person and we have grown and we don't have, we can do things differently. We can communicate our needs. That's the thing. It's safe to speak my mind and communicate my needs. And that's something I've really been leaning into and working on because it's interesting. Like there hasn't been situ things that have clearly stated that it's not safe for me to express myself, but as of the intimacy has grown deeper, it's been, new levels of healing my own trust issues, right? And the easiest thing to do is to project that onto the other person versus realizing this is something within me that I am working through. And like, how can I open up and communicate this without creating any blame or whatever? You know, especially like when and there's different things that you don't like or that you need more of or you want more of. You know, asking like, can I provide this for myself? It's just so, it's so interesting. And just so you know, like I'm still navigating this myself, you know, and things that really helped me is realizing whenever I'm feeling scared, that's my inner child. And that's when um, the reparenting comes in. So if I'm journaling, I'm like, you're safe. I will protect you and I love you. And it is safe to open up. It is safe to connect. You can trust these people in your life because the people in your life now, you know, if you can look and be like, you know, I do trust them. I do love them. And I know that they love me, you know, notice if it's actually a reminder of a past relationship, you know? So just be aware before 
before we you go stirring up shit, take a step back to notice, is this a fear of intimacy? Is this a fear of vulnerability? Is it scary to actually let someone in and open up on this deeper level? And whenever you feel like, oh, this is really scary, it's not because you're doing something wrong or you're not strong enough. It's just that you've reached a new level of intimacy. And that's something that I've been you know, reflecting on. It's like, wow, I actually am really grateful for some of these own internal uh, challenges within myself of like, it's kind of this thing of like, all right, Kelsey, you want to open your heart or you want to close? And my ego was like, close that shit up. <laughs> my ego's like, take a step back, analyze the situation, don't get hurt. <laughs> but my heart, my inner child is like, I want to experience love. I want to be held. I want to connect. I want to hear the inner workings of your soul, you know. And so this is where we get to notice where are we sabotaging ourselves, you know, because we're afraid of getting hurt and, and ignoring our own desires and needs that we have in relationship. And so obviously I'm talking about like if you're in a relationship, you're in a healthy relationship, but say you're just dating um, and it's someone new, like being able to ask those questions that you're scared to ask and you feel it in your stomach where you're like, oh my God, I want to ask, I want to ask, but this is going to be awkward. I don't want to be awkward, right? Those are the moments you lean into because you start to strengthen your self-expression and start to rebuild the belief that it's safe to be curious. It's safe to ask questions. It's safe to ask the questions that you don't want to ask, but you really, really want the answer to, you know, even if it's questions, especially like that moment when you're like been dating a while, you're like, so are we going to be like together? You know, are we dating? (laughs) Do you want to be exclusive? You know, that awkward conversation. It's just like being okay with the fact that it's going to be clumsy and awkward because it's too little children that want to connect, but also are committed to protecting themselves, you know, and their freedom and their sense of self, you know, and so everyone wants to connect, but how willing are we to open our heart? And this is the thing, if you're a recovering people pleaser, how well can you feel good by yourself, regardless of the actions of other people? How well can you focus on your own needs? How well can you stay in your own lane instead of worrying about other people, worrying about what they are thinking of you, worrying about, you know, because it's it's this desire to control. And this is why there is such a correlation, you know, on the opposite end of control is trust. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking about trust issues that prevent that deep intimacy that you are craving, that we are all craving, you know, especially as if, you, if you're someone who's a sensitive soul where you feel things very deeply, you're highly empathetic, you know, you're going to crave that deep connection because that's the relationship you have with everything in your life. With nature, there's a deep connection to whatever your art is. There's a deep connection. Maybe it's your family, your kids, or, you know, a relationship, you know, or, or whatever it might be, spirituality. You feel things deeply. You like to go all in. And so... Trust in the journey and allow yourself to receive support to seeing things that you haven't seen. Oh, and also a huge resource if you're ever in a state where you're just like feeling some big emotions and you're not sure what the fuck is going on and what your inner child needs and like what the fuck is going on. There's, um, if you search Byron Katie on Google and it's the, I believe it's called the four questions. Hold on. Let me pause this and double check. 
Yes, Byron Katie for questions. That's it. Right when you search it, it's going to pull up her website. You can download a worksheet and it's a fillable PDF. This is not like a paid sponsorship or anything like that. It's just something that has been a tool in my healing journey. And really, that's what this podcast is about is like, is is supporting other people in their self-love journey and that healing process of, of creating a sense of safety and security and confidence so we can have deep, meaningful relationships and feel a sense of purpose. And so, yeah, I highly recommend that worksheet. It's really good. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is, you know, this episode has kind of turned into like, you know, overcoming fear of intimacy and having deep conversations as a recovering people pleaser. And even, you know, confining ourselves to a recovering people pleaser sometimes feels... (laughs) confining because it's a label and it can box us in and it, you know it, we're changing always and so kind of not feeling that that title or that like owning it doesn't quite feel me as much um but i am forever on the pursuit of deepening my relationships with self so i can have those deeper relationships with others And, you know, whenever I'm feeling blocked or I'm feeling like disconnected, it's because I'm feeling disconnected from myself and from like source and God, universe, mother nature, right? Or connection to, um, I guess the world around me, remembering how big the world actually is and how beautiful it is. Like I, I, it's easy to get fixated on what one person's opinion might be of you, but you can never really know what that is. And it's such a variable and it's so outside your control. And so be aware of where you place your happiness. Who's Who has your happiness in their hands? And can you start to take it back where you can create a sense of peace or joy or contentment, no matter what other people are doing? That is like the biggest superpower. Can you regulate your emotions and get to a place of peace, a place of, you know, rest, right? Even if it's mental rest, where it's like you could be at peace, because if you're so worried about what other people think of you, which also can be completely misconstrued, because we create these stories of what we think. And then if it's reminding you of a past experience, it's bringing in this whole other context that isn't real. So notice what is real and what is a memory, you know? What is actually true right now for you and how, and like, just process it, you know, because there's, I think there's so many times I look back that I was so quiet because I wanted to wait to see what they said because I was afraid of rejection and fear of rejection is so prevalent, um, for, you know, extroverts that also are people pleasers and you know because it's that fear of being rejected and then it's also a fear of rejecting other people and so it's like you know deep meaningful relationships or distant and avoidant you know so learning how to express ourselves and and create the belief that like it's safe to share my opinion without knowing the response from the other person because it's a total risk. It's jumping into something without knowing how it's going to land, how it's going to be. But that's the risk of love. That's the vulnerability piece. And what creates deep connection? Vulnerability. And you can preface like, I need to have a clumsy conversation. I'm not sure how to have it. 
but I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best right now, you know? And this is why it's important to write things out so you can first get clear on what is it that you're even experiencing and spend that time with yourself first. Because if you want to create a relationship with someone, you spend time with them. Are you doing that with yourself? What does that even look like, you know? But if you're definitely a verbal person, verbal processor, journaling is the best. And if you haven't been journaling, pick up your journal, start reflecting, look up journal prompts, DM me on Instagram. I'll send you some journal prompts. (laughs) Um, All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Joyfully You podcast, sending you guys so much love. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.